Welcome back to The Bunt, the people's podcast, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, and that's Vans, baby. Hey, my name is Lamar Holtz, and uh, I'm 22 years old, and how can I say this? Uh, I'm in a relationship with my skateboard. There, I said it. Her name's Candy. We've been together about two months now, and I'll say, man, those have been the best days of my life. <laughs> This week with the man in the building, you know we talking the TNT advanced prototype. And let me tell you, these shoes are built to skate, dude. Damn right it's built to skate. But yo, let me tell you a little bit about how it's built. You dig? Yo, the TNT advanced prototype is in a class of its own, engineered with Vans, Ultra Kush light 3D footbeds, Duracap reinforced uppers, and a brand new waffle tread pattern designed to extend durability and grip over time and maximize that board feel. The TNT Advanced Prototype is the most progressive vulcanized skateboarding shoe ever, and it's now available in a special MLB San Francisco Giants colorway commemorating TNT's fandom for his hometown team. Yo, real shit, if I was up to bat, when Tony pulled up to the mound with that pitch, <laughs> I would have knocked that shit right out the park. But anyways, Vans, off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. Yo, 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 we back. Yeah, do you know what the fuck it is? Bump Boys in the building. I'm here with D Jones. We got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing, still. And yo, it's a big week in Studio E. The man, the myth, the legend, TNT, brought our asses to London. Shouts to the UK. D Jones, let's get this episode popping, B. Hey man, you said it. It's time to elevate this shit to the next level. Over here at the Bun, we just want to give Spencer Hamilton a big congratulations doing his little tour promo for his brand new shoe, the Elevate. Big things of Guam, bro. <laughs> We're happy for you, man. Real shit, blood. Send me a motherfucking box, eh? Yo, Mario, good to meet you, blood. You got my, my fucking address. <laughs> the boxes, they coming in hot and heavy these days in Studio E. But the Super Elevate would be something special you feel me man we got tony t in the building brought us to the uk we're gonna be forever thankful for that after that it's on to the post office and then finish it up with the rundown you dig oh i dig blood yo holler at us real quick on instagram at the bun live on facebook at the bun holler at the post office at the bun live at gmail.com man lately it's uh been a little bit of bender season around the bump boys the beers have been flying the steam whistle's been going left right and center we trying to slow it down but we're back in studio we for another interview so it's only right man let's crack some cold ones <laughs> the only buzz canada's premium pilsner steam whistle you dig without further ado let's get into the interview eh in London. I'm D Jones. My main man right here is the ghost. 
As always, we got Ants One behind the scenes, and we are live, baby. We are the Bun, the number one podcast in the world, baby. Yo, real talk. Say that again, Doug. The number one podcast in the world, baby. And we are brought to you by Vans, the number one shoe in skateboarding. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking sick. Real fucking shit, yo. Yo, real talk, say that again, Doug. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Yo, real shit, we out here, season seven's about to pop off. We've been on vacay for a little too long, but it's time to get it back and cracking. I know y'all ain't here for me and him. You're here for the man of the hour, TNT. Yo, Tony T, where you at, B? Yo, show yourself, Tony. Woo! Right here, baby. Killed by death! <laughs> Let me squeeze my lizard. I'll put my snake on you. Super excited to be here with you, Tony. How are you enjoying London so far? Uh, all four hours I've been here have been great. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Heavy pub action, I assume. What? You in the pub or what? Having some pints? Yeah, a little uh, bit. All right, all right. Yeah. Other so, than that, it's been just tall cans. <laughs> <laughs> so we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Uh, I don't know if my favorite skate moment, well, it's not my skate moment, but, you know, if you've ever seen the Cardiel 50-50 on the gold rail oh, yeah. in Union Square, that happened because we were filming a Vans commercial that weekend, and Cardiel, the man he fucking is, was like, hey, we're going to get up at 7 a.m., and I'm going to go fucking grind that motherfucking rail. And <laughs> it wasn't part of the commercial or anything, and he just wanted to do it on his own. And so fucking Gabe Morford showed up. They grabbed me. Somebody threw a fucking video camera in my hand. I was like, here, sit here and film this. And I fucking, I filmed Cardiel 50-50, the gold rail. Jesus. And it was the most brutal shit I've fucking seen. I was pretty young. And I was like late 90s or something. And he took some fucking stacks. I mean, you go 50 miles an hour and you grind a rail. You jump off in the middle of it and there's still like... 12, 15 stairs to go, and you bail onto those stairs, it's fucking brutal. So, I mean, that was the most beast thing I saw at an early age. Right? Wait, so you're saying your angle was the one in sight unseen? That's right. Holy oh. shit. Okay. God damn. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. But that, that was fucking a great skate moment because it always comes up in topics like Cardiel, the gold rail. Like, what happened? And I was there. It was fucking like 7.30 in the morning before fucking all the tourists came out and shit. And he fucking handled it. It was fucking beast. And then they ended up tearing that building out. And a buddy of ours drives by there every day. And they're like, what are you going to do with this rail? They're like, we're going to scrap it. And they're like, can we have it? And they're like, okay. <laughs> so when they demolitioned the whole fucking place, we were there. And we fucking... Got the rail, took it out in all four pieces, and it sits at Deluxe now. And we bring it out for like art shows and shit. And it's kind of like a, a, you know, the red rope, like to hold you back from like artwork and shit. But it's the whole fucking rail. It's pretty fucking sick. It's a heavy yeah. skate moment, man. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Anything Cardiel is fucking savage, dude. I mean, Built to skate, dude. That's right. <laughs> so what do you got for sports moment? 
Sports moments, like not skateboarding. Sports moments, Giants, Niners, shit like that. What's the one? Oh, one? Uh, dude, no, just 2010 when we won the World Series. That was the fucking most banging shit ever. Uh, we fucking took it. The party on 24th Street that night in San Francisco was fucking ballistic. I mean, it was like the 4th of July on fucking steroids. People were firing fucking sound bombs at fucking walls and people's windows, and people were fucking scared. It was fucking that gnarly. And I ended up fucking, you know, I was pissed and fucking got, I climbed myself up on a muni bus, and I was like, yeah, we fucking won the World Series, fucking doing it. And then the bus started fucking going. I was like, oh shit. Uh, what the fuck? How do I get? And there's nothing to grab onto. It's a completely flat plastic fucking top. And I was f shit. So I kind of hung myself off the side. You know, it's 24th Street, so it's like there's n it's like this wide. So I fucking jumped off of it. It's about 15 feet high. Jumped off of it, and there's parked cars, and I probably landed in between this and this. <laughs> I did a fucking tumble roll in between the bus and the parked cars, and I don't know. That was. I was really excited that the Giants won. I don't know. I, I enjoy all fucking sports. You know, I've been watching the World Cup and all that bullshit. So, yeah. Uh, we got a big game here tomorrow in it. Who is it? Bring it home, baby. <laughs> it's England. Oh, yeah? England and Sweden. Oh, shit. It's going to be huge. Yo, Tony, we going to rewind it back all the way back. Tell us about coming up in Santa Rosa getting into skating. What's the story, B? EXT! <laughs> um, Santa Rosa was a fucking good place, man. Uh, there wasn't a lot of skate parks uh, around Northern California at all. Uh, we had one, luckily, built in 1994. And I started you know, going there around 95, 96. And there was a lot of pro skater, there was like, or, you know, pro, you know, sponsored dudes. There was like Charlie Watts, for Scarecrow, and then uh, there was Mike Manzuri. You know, Sick. he's still around filming and shit, shooting photos. Uh, Brian Gaberman, uh, John Minor, uh, Mike Resick. A lot of dudes were skating at that time around there and um, hung out at that skate park a lot, you know, eight hours a fucking day. You know, I'd get the bus there and just hang out with friends and skate, and that's basically what kind of molded my way of skating, I guess. So Santa Rosa had a big influence on your skating? Yeah, because it was just, there's no lips, there's no coping, there's no nothing. It's all just carve, 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 blunt slide, tail slide, that's all you could do. There's no, like, lips, you know? Sounds serious, man. <laughs> we very, ain't got none of those, very, not too many of those anymore. Yeah, I know. It should be buried by now, but it's still there and kicking, and I bring my kids there, and we go fucking skate, and still a good time. So uh, you've been on the skateboard almost your entire life. It's most definitely shaped who you are as a, as a person. Uh, what was your first big break in the skate industry? It would have to be when I gave my sponsor me tape to Bob Burnquist at The Grind. So, you know, back fucking, this was 96... I was sponsored by a, a skate shop in Santa Rosa called Concrete Jungle. And we used to take fucking trips for the skate shop, you know, we'd all get in a van and go fucking skate somewhere. And we went to The Grind in Sacramento, California. And I happened to have my sponsor meet tape with us and fucking, oh, Bob Burnquist is here, you know? He was staying with Cardiel, I think, at that time. And uh, I ran back to the van 
got my tape and fucking he got off the ramp and I just handed him a fucking VHS tape and I was like, hey, if you could just check this out, please, you know, check it out. Because I was into Antihero at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a local fucking, it's San Francisco based and that's fucking hometown shit. And fucking, he showed it to Cardiel and Julian and then they picked me up and started sending me shit. Mickey Reyes sent me boxes and I was calling them, you know, from a high school payphone, like, hey, I need some more shit. And they'd send me more shit. So you got on Antihero through Bob Burnquest. That's right. Wow. Some skate history and, and, right but, there. And then, like, by that time, uh, before, like, before I even went pro for Antihero, he was already off Antihero and doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird. Was he, was he on the firm at the time? Uh, no. not. I don't know where he went off after Antihero. I guess it was the firm. He should have stuck with Antihero. <laughs> well, he has the tramp stamp on his bag, so, I mean, <laughs> he's got the eagle. If you ever watch his footage, his shirt comes up. He's got the eagle right on his fucking lower back. He got it so, before the people. He's, he's always, he's going to be anti-hero for life, you know? I mean, they brought him up fucking from Brazil and just, you know, they, they took him in like they took me in. Yeah. Crazy. Where it shouts to Bob, yo. Yo, can we get a, a bottle opener up here? But, uh... For these Modellos. <laughs> uh, it's not an ad. It's just, we want beer. So you've been one of the most loyal guys in the skate industry, sticking with the same small handful of sponsors your whole career. What does it mean to you to be a part of such brands like Hero and Vans? I mean, it means everything. I've seen people jump ship on companies, you know, and like sell out for more money and they burn bridges and then they never come back because this is a small community. And once you burn so many bridges, you can't go back and oops, now they're fucking gone. So... I don't know. It was, you know, you, who knew Antihero was going to last this fucking long? I mean, nobody. You, you hope it's going to last forever, but, you know, companies come and go, but they're still in it and they're fucking doing it right and killer and they fucking have the right team. And as far as Vans, I mean, you can't deny Vans has been around f- forever. Since when, man? Since he says. Since 1960, <laughs> motherfucking six, dog. Come so, on now. Uh, what, like Airwalk? No. <laughs> Etnies? No. Oh, shit. 88? No. 88. Big times. Two Fish? You remember Two Fish? Nah. No. That was, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, you, you can't turn your back on people that have given you... You know, your start and shit. You just got to fucking give them all you can because they fucking trusted in you. So that's about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm all about that power of footwear myself. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyways, we're in Europe. You know what I'm saying? We're, Are we? We're a little older now, but we heard your first trip to Europe got a little hectic. No, you guys got that wrong. I read that question and no. Okay, what? Correct us. What, no, what happened so the question on your first was, Euro trip? Uh, I got left on some early anti-hero trip and uh, whatever. No, this was New <laughs> Zealand. I was, I was, we were in New Zealand on a Vans trip, and we had two RVs. And we were about an hour outside of Auckland. And fucking, I went, there was two RVs. One was parked over here, one was parked over here. And I realized all my shit was in the other one. So I ran back to go to that one and it had already gone. Then I ran back to the other RV and it had left. 
So I was stuck an hour outside of Auckland, New Zealand, but nobody fucking knew. This is before cell phones and shit. I couldn't just call somebody. So I had to go in a coffee shop and be like, hey, what's, how do I get to Auckland? <laughs> so the fucking dude's like, hey, catch this bus. It'll take you into Auckland. It took two hours. I got into Auckland proper, the bus station, main central station, and we hadn't been there yet, so we didn't have a hotel or anything. I didn't know where the fuck everyone was staying. So right. I started doing a circle around the bus station, seeing if I could see anybody that I fucking knew. I ended up running into Max Schaff, and he's like, oh, what's up, Tony? What are you doing? And I'm like, dude, you ha- I was, do you have any idea? I was fucking just gone for three hours. And he's like, what? You were in the RV, right? I'm like, no. I, I, you guys left me in that last town. And he's like, oh, fuck. I'm like, where are we staying? And he's like, dude, we're staying like five blocks that way. So luckily, you know, you just got to just be smart and just fucking figure shit out. You can't just rely on phones and rely on anything, but your own knowledge and sense of direction on where to go, basically, in life. It's, uh, that's it. I pre-cell phone era respect for uh, figuring it out because these days... <laughs> I'd be lost no, without that No, GPS. I've been on trips with kids that would fucking, you know, they'd get on, if, say they didn't have their phone, they would find a fucking person with a phone and fucking cry home to mama and then just be <laughs> like, no, you got to figure it out yourself. And, you know, you put yourself in that place, you got to figure your way out of it. That's it. Bitch, I'm in streets. K.O., for anyone, me and Don are 30, anyone around our age group, Transworld in bloom meant a lot to us. It was huge back 2002. Can you tell us a little bit about that video and filming for it? And I'm just super curious. Did you guys skate together a bunch or were you all doing your own thing and it was all thrown together? No, it was all different, separate trips. Uh, we did some anti-hero trips, Vans trips, uh, in bloom. Yeah, it was all separate. I, I, you know, I didn't skate with Paul Rodriguez back then. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> And train wreck, you know, I could see that, but no, that didn't happen. Uh, but filming for it was fun. It was, uh, you know, I was younger and no responsibilities really, except for paying rent, and that's it. You know, I have kids and shit now, and but back then, it's fucking the world is your oyster, and you can just go out and do whatever the fuck you want. You don't have to come home to bills and bullshit. And <laughs> So you're out there just fucking free, whatever, and no worries, and you just concentrate on skating. So uh, that was a lot of fun to film. Uh, we went to Australia a couple times. Damn. You know, we did Arizona missions, New Mexico. Like solo? Uh, no, we had we had a gang with us. It was like like vans shit. Okay, but but they, I, they weren't throwing you guys all in a van kind of thing and no getting the sessions popping. Not at all. Yeah, no, but John Holland, sick as fuck. Man, I, I miss those days filming with him. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you feel any type of bond with those dudes? I feel like that video was huge for all five of your careers. No, think. I no? just, you know, Paul Rodriguez fucking doing his own thing. I do my own thing. You know, everyone's, whoever's still fucking standing, that, that's... You know, I feel a bond with them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of you still standing. Yeah. Couple, couple fell off Yeah, heavily. I don't know why, because skateboarding gives so much, and I would never turn my back on it for sure, you know. Or, like, it's not that you turn your back, it's just you feel like you're not making it or something, but you still got to, like, give something, you know? Uh, no doubt. So around the same time, 2002, pre-Bill's era, 
You won Thrasher, Skater of the Year. What did it mean to you so, to win such an illustrious award back then? Oh, I was still a stupid kid, you know? I was just like, woo, fuck yeah, let's party. Fucking, that's rad. You know, it set in eventually, but, you know, now that I look back, it's just like, fuck, dude, I'm on this list of people that's fucking intense. And it does, it means a lot. And uh, it means a lot to Vans that, um, you know, I can be a skater of the year representing Vans. And um, it was just, it was a good fucking time, you know. Moved on, kept skating. You moved on and kept skating, but shortly after Motley Cruz, Nikki Six sued Vans and Thrasher for the photo of you receiving your award. What's the story behind that? I don't know all the details and shit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Nikki sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sued Thrasher and Vans for putting up our image in the van store, receiving the award, and it wasn't warranted by him and his corporation or whatever the fuck. And he sued Thrasher, he sued Vans, and I think he fucking got away with a bunch of money, which Damn. is fucking weak as shit. I mean, I didn't ask for, you know, Thrasher just thought it'd be a cool thing, because I was a big Motley Crue fan at the time, that, you know, to have Nikki Six present the award and shit, and then it fucking bit him in the ass, and I fucking feel bad about that every fucking time I think about it. It sucks. That's dusty. Yeah. So another monumental moment in your life, you got married to your wife Trixie on a skate rock trip. How did that all come about? Spur of the moment or something you had planned? So I, I proposed, I, I came back from a trip in Australia and I, I proposed to her. I came back and um, that night I came back to SFO. She picked me up. We went and to the SPCA to check out this dog we were gonna adopt. And we're like, okay, yes, we want that one. Put them on hold. We have to go to San Jose because I had bought Van Halen tickets. And it was with David Lee Roth. So fucking put them on hold. Like $25 hold. We're like, yes, fine. So we drove to San Jose, got a hotel room. And then uh, fucking we were at the concert on the floor, like 12 rows from the front. And second song in. I was tripping, dude. I was like, what the fuck? Like, when am I going to do this? When am I going to propose? And so You Really Got Me came on. You really got me. You really got me. Yeah. And I fucking like tapped her on the shoulder and I whispered in her ear like, I love you, you know, I've loved you for a long time, da da da. I got on her knee and I fucking proposed to her. And she said yes. And yeah. so we started, so we started like, so we started, <laughs> we started planning a wedding, you know, like, and it was fucking just the monetary bullshit behind weddings is so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So we, well, she got knocked up. And then, uh, <laughs> then uh, we're on a skate rock, the first one in 2008. And we're like, fuck it, dude. Fuck all this wedding bullshit. You're pregnant. You got to deal with that. It's a whole other stress thing you don't need to deal with. Let's just get married on the road. And so uh, 2008 skate rock, we're Las Vegas to Seattle. In Reno, we played a show, and that night we just got married on the river with the whole skate rock gang, like 26 deep, Sick. for for 200 bucks, and that was it. That's what's That's up. That's how you do it, man. Yeah, we had all our best friends there, and two of my friends that just recently passed away were there, and it's fucking sad and sucks. Oh, like my best man just passed away, Mark Hubbard, 
He stood, he does grindline skate parks. Mm-hmm. He was my best man, and he just passed away. And it's fucking. It's been it's been a hard couple months. Yeah. It's unfortunate. R.I.P. Big time. Yeah, dude. He's fucking shit. He rules. Hey, hey, listen up the people. This August, Brixton is proud to launch Brixton Denim, a new collection featuring their tested pant fits and classic trucker jacket in premium cone denim. Brixton's initial denim offering includes two different fits, the standard fit, reserve five pocket, which features stretch, and the new relaxed fit, labor five pocket, constructed in rigid denim. Both pants feature custom washes, a button fly, chain stitched hems, belt loop rivet, and custom Brixton hardware. In addition to the pants, you know Brixton had to include a longtime staple, the cable trucker jacket. So yo, get over to Brixton.com right now, peep the line, and get you some. You hit dig? Cause you already know me and Donald looking fly as hell in these T-Dot streets. Shouts to Summer and shouts to Brixton. So you got married on that skate rock trip? Yeah, that was 10 years ago, this last May 6th. Hell yeah, respect. Uh, we heard a little story about another skate rock trip in South Africa where the brake went out on your tour van and shit possibly got a little hectic. What's the story there? Oh, man. So we're in the valley of a thousand hills. It's just what it sounds like. It's a fucking thousand hills and it's fucking mountainous. It's like this. And uh, we're going down a hill just like this. And there's valleys on either side. And it's just death either way you go. So we came up. Well, first of all, we didn't know where the fuck we were going. Preston got us lost. And we ended up on these dirt roads trying to get to this skate camp. So we stopped at this liquor store. Some local African dude was like, I know where the skate camp's at. I'll take you there. And we're like, get in. So he's directing us there, and we end up on these fucking, like, 10% grade fucking hills on dirt it, with 16-passenger van with 17 passengers in it and all our fucking gear. And Don Nguyen Nuge is driving, <laughs> and Preston is sitting shotgun and going down this fucking hill, and Nuge goes, brakes are out. And it, he said it like he was fucking joking or something. And it, and Preston goes, yeah, now we're fucked. And he's like, no, no. Like, he fucking chucked it in the first. He fucking pulled the e-brake, and he's fucking slamming the brake, and it's not working. And we start picking up speed. We're going 45, 50, 55, and there's a fucking turn to the right, and there's no fucking way we're going to make that. And Nuge fucking crashed through these gates, starts hauling towards these mud yurts, there's a pregnant woman sitting on a sitting on a, a basket feeding a naked baby and fucking she grabs runs for her fucking life and we fucking blast right through her basket into the mud yurt no. and smoke the whole fucking vehicle. Jeez. Nobody was hurt except for the one dude we picked up who thought he knew where we were going. <laughs> he dislocated his knee, so we all get out of the fucking van. The guy, the African guy gets out, limping, and Preston fucking starts yanking on his fucking leg, trying to pull his knee back into place. Finally does it. And, you know, that's that. We put a big fucking hole in their yurt, 
And that, that, that vehicle was toast. There was no reviving it at all. So we were all stuck there. And the guy from the skate camp we're going to, we called him, like, come fucking figure this out for us. We don't know what these people are saying or anything. He comes, picks us up. He starts taking us in runs because we're like 16 people. He only only had room for so many people each run. And we were in the last run. And he starts going down the fucking dirt road again. And we hear... (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, what the fuck was that? We're out of here. Nope. No more. No more fucking cars on these roads. We walked like three miles down the road to the skate camp because you just couldn't trust a fucking vehicle at this point. And uh, we asked, like, hey, you know, we, we crashed into the... They're like, oh, this isn't the first time anyone's crashed into the, this yurt. <laughs> it's happened before. Jeez. And then we're like, okay, well, what do we owe you? And they're like, oh, okay, like $400. And we're like, what do they do with the $400? They're like, oh, they just get the whole fucking community bunch of booze, and they fucking fix it and have a party. <laughs> As money well spent. It's not a bad ending either. Yeah, so we ended up walking through the fucking heat and everything. We made it to the skate camp. It was it was a gnarly ordeal. It was it was fun though. We were like on the way. There was one little corner store you could call it with like dead goats out front and shit. <laughs> it was really intense situation. It was a hard day, and we still have like nightmares about it, like PTSD kind of shit, because. <laughs> We, nobody has control except for the driver, and you're fucking like, you know, you're in a fucking boxcar derby car, just going down a hill and no brakes. It was scary. It's sketch, man. It's shouts, shouts to the nudes. Yeah, nudes forever. Dude, he saved all our lives. Yep. <laughs> so we're huge sports fans NBA, NHL, NFL, you name it. Me and the ghost are going to watch it. We talked about the Giants a little bit. They had their run, three championships, but there's new kings down there in the Bay. The Golden State Warriors won the championship three out of the last four years, putting a hurting on LeBron and his hairline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has that made you a bigger fan of basketball or no? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always been a fan, but uh, it is more exciting to watch when your team's killing it. And you know that the team has a fucking chemistry that is working, and you know when you're going to watch one of those games that it's going to work, you know, 99% of the time, but it's almost more exciting to see when it doesn't work, and they still win. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's just fucking, it's exciting to see. I mean, Draymond Green's made everyone a fucking fan, you know? So Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just the Splash Brothers, Draymond, Iguodala, those fucking dudes rule. Like, they fucking kick ass. So, yeah, I mean... You just signed the third Splash Bro, DeMarcus Cousins. I Any heard. Any thoughts on uh, the boogeyman? No. I don't, <laughs> you know, it's kind of... It's, it's, it's overkill at this point, man. It's on radar, off radar. I'm more interested to see how LeBron's going to deal with this depressing fucking last couple years of life. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. I'm a, La- <laughs> I'm a Lakers fan who hates LeBron, so... Well, there you go. You're fucking bumming both ways. Yeah, it sucks. Anyways, sports aside, we're all here to celebrate your brand new shoe. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> yeah, 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 turn up. Fans all day. Can you, tell us, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind the shoe? And uh, just, just big it up, you know what I'm saying? Oh, just fucking, at some point, uh, you know, I had to 
Because they make pro uh, classics now, mm-hmm. you know, pro fucking skate highs, old schools, slip-ons, eras, you name it, whatever, authentics. Walk us through it. It's here right here, man. It's impressive what you've done. It's a beauty right it's there. It's impressive right Ew. here, baby. Front and center. Yeah, Advanced prototype. Um, so, it, you know, I usually just keep it simple, keep it basic, and uh, try and make it a low price point for people uh, to buy in the store. But this time, since they do pro classics, they're like, okay, well, you know, if someone wants to buy a pro classic they're not going to buy your shoe because it's too close and they know old school they know a high top they're going to buy those instead because those are all reinforced now and shit so this one i'm like all right fuck it let's just do all the tech shit you can do to it and it's still simple as fuck and you know you see it on the shelf and it's got um, all this dura cap on the outside usually it's underneath the suede you don't see it there's also Duracap under the suede on this one too, but this you can see. Mom sees it on the shelf and sees, oh, you know, Jim, little Jimmy always has holes right there. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that'll make them last longer. So you know, something visible for people to see. And you know, there's this, a layer of suede, and then more of this shit. And then there's a vent in the side stripe. This is all mesh, so it breathes good. Uh, the sole is fucking double double, and then there's an insole that's fucking. Really killer for your instep, and uh, I'm really excited about it, man. That's Built to skate, dude. John, John, stop it. But, so, uh, no, I just, I, we, went, we had a meeting, and I just said, I want this, I want that, I want that, I want that. And then they fucking, they fucking came up with it, and we tweaked it a little bit, and then there it is. <laughs> Congrats, man. It looks great. It's going to be a top seller. So you've recently moved from SF back to Santa Rosa. What sparked the move home? Children, our kids, man. I have a four and nine-year-old, and the city just sucks for kids. You can't just open the door and go, oh, go play in the street. There's fucking taxi drivers, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, bus drivers, fucking just zooming through your fucking neighborhood. Yeah, we've seen King of the Road. We saw Whalen go flying down that street. Yeah, that Trixie running after him. Oh my God, dude. He would have gone for it. That's every day. Yeah. But no, just it, it's just a slower pace. And uh, all my old friends are up there. My dad's up there. I got family up there. And uh, just to let the kids fucking op- just open the front door and let them outside and let them ride their fucking bicycles in the street and shit. That's what we have now. <laughs> so, I mean, it just, it's just makes sense. It's, it's more comfortable for the kids and... I don't know. We're we're at that point where we're just like the city has just gone too fucking far and too disgusting in both ways. The homeless problem is fucking gnarly. Like as fucking expensive as the fucking city is, it's is how fucking gross it is too. Like my kids' preschool, there was a fucking tent city in front of it with fucking piss bottles and all this shit, and the preschool got fined for having all this shit on the sidewalk like it was theirs. And it's just, everything is backwards, and it's too expensive, and just bullshit. Back to Santa Rosa, man. Yeah. Slower pace, backyard for the kids? Oh, yeah, big backyard. Going to be a ramp. There's going to be some cement shit going back there. Uh, behind our back fence is all open fucking grassland where deer fucking come every afternoon and graze, and you just fucking scope them out and trip, and it's fucking cool. Hell yeah, shouts to Santa Rosa. <laughs> And shouts to that Vans technology, baby. I'm all about that Dura <laughs> Cap, you dig? <laughs> Bitch, I'm in the streets. 
People don't know about that Derek Cap. Trust me. So, yo, Tony, tell us what the fuck's good with what's next for you, man. What, what do you got on the agenda these days? Oh, uh, just fucking plan more skate rocks. More skate rocks. We just got back from Skate Rock Bali. That shit was fucking badass. Just stay on the road, travel, get fucking healthy, heal up my fucking knee, my ankle, all this bullshit that fucking seems to just be happening back to back to back. Injuries sucks. I bought a road bike. I'm fucking doing a lot of miles on that thing. Yeah, I don't know. Just stay on the road. Just get on trips and fucking skate. I do the best skating when I'm on the road. Like at home, you're always can put it off. Like, yeah. no, I can go back there, you know, whenever I want that spot. Yeah. But when you're on the road, you're only there for fucking that day. So it really, like, pressures you to, you know, do it then. Because yeah, you no can't doubt. do it tomorrow. I heard you're cruising through Vancouver, B. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Little Canada trip? Yeah. Canada, Vancouver. Fucking love that town. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> Turn up. Respect. Yo, can someone open this for me, please? What? Ew. Man can't <laughs> open his own goddamn beer. I don't have a lighter. Yeah. Forbes they will. Yo, shouts to Ants One behind the scenes, eh? Damn, son, where'd you find this? You love that fool. It's a cool thing. You already know what the fuck it is. It's time for that rapid fire with the ghost. And yo, this week we brought to you by Thunder Trucks. The Thunder 148s are a perfect fit for that 825 that you know your boy, the ghost loves to skate. <laughs> also ridden by previous guest, Mark Sushu. The 148s come in all Thunder styles, including the Team Hollows, originally designed by the Thunder team, adding hollow kingpins and axles to the OG cast team trucks for a lighter, quicker turn. And if you don't know, now you know. Thunders are guaranteed for life against any manufacturer's defect. Available now at Nine Times, Blue Tile, and Tiki Room Skate Shops. Get there, you dig? Yo, TNT, blood. You ready for this rapid fire? Yo, Tony, you ready? We got to that Yeah, that I'm not going to be as time. fast as you think I'm going to be, though. You got to... <laughs> It's time for that rapid fire, you diggy. Quick thinking. All right. Favorite skater? Cardiel, always. John Cardiel. No yeah. doubt. Because you know why? There has to be a why behind yeah, yeah. this. Be because he can fucking, he can do it all. He, he was, you know, before he got hurt in Australia, he was just fucking getting better, like, with age. And that's fucking not happening you know, yeah. all the time. He was getting better, and he could fucking frontside board slide a 15-stair handrail, <laughs> and then he could go do a fucking seven-foot frontside air. You know, he was, he was just getting better and better. It's just a fucking man. Legend of pain. Favorite video? Streets of Fire, maybe. Not my favorite, but, you know, I watch it. It's fun. Uh, you know what video <laughs> I really liked was the fucking chocolate tour. That video was fucking fun to watch. I can't go wrong. Yeah. Little Stevie. Hell yeah. Little Switch Hill Nose That shit was sick. Heart, that fucking tour saying? video was one of the best. Yeah. Uh, favorite video part? I don't know. Fuck. You seen any of his video parts? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, hell no. Oh, shit. Environment? No. Doesn't ring a bell. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll say uh, what, Dustin Dolan had a part in the Transville video. What yeah. video was that? Sight unseen. Uh, I'll say that then. Same one as uh, your boy. Yeah, that was. Uh, I just remember the song. It was a fucking Scotch bourbon and whiskey song. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was sick. Favorite style? Uh, I don't know. I was a big fan of Eric Dressen back in the day, so I'd say Eric Dressen. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? I don't know. You know, I always liked Wade Spire a lot. Wade Spire. Damn, I thought I thought he was about to say Wade D. Wade Desarmo. <laughs> What in that, the world would make There's only sense. one fucking Wade. <laughs> Spire. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Phil Shaw, but he's gone. Okay. Rest in peace. Love that motherfucker. Favorite trick? Frontside grind. Because <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> Most illegal trick? Oh, uh, I came up with this trick called the coat hanger abortion. But well, you asked. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> what is the trick, though? What is it? Oh, it's uh, you know, it's basically the ape hanger, but you put your whole arm over it, and then you hang your arm on the bar instead. Jesus Christ, Tony. Okay. No, I don't even know what an ape hanger is to begin with, but... Okay, well, you might want to, you know, take some history lessons or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hardest trick for you? Any trick I haven't done before, I guess. One of the hardest tricks in skateboarding is the fall guy. It's a frontside invert to fakie. True, I know all about those. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> favorite clip you've ever gotten? Well, one of the favorite, my favorite uh, clips was from Tent City when we skated that big fucking pipe. Uh, that was a really fun fucking session. Uh, all those clips were good. I, I thought those were good. What's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? It's fucking, here we go again, John Cardiel, fucking, we were, uh, it was my f second tour, we are going through Utah, and there's fucking this super mega fucking ramp, it was like a BMX ramp, so like half of the fucking, it was half coping, then half rolling, and it was raining, and Cardiel fucking rolled in, and there was this jump ramp over flat to bank, and it was fucking soaking wet masonite. And he'd fucking rolling in on a cruiser board and fucking launching over these oil cans. I mean, he, just the roll in alone, he'd fucking die. And he would fucking make the roll in and then go across the flat and slip out and splat against the fucking <laughs> jump ramp. But he kept fucking going. And like, it was raining, for fuck's sake. It was the cover of Thrasher. We was doing an indie nose bone over the fucking three oil cans on a cruiser board. It, it was the most raw shit. Like, it, just to roll in alone, I said. It was just, it's death. It was... Sounds so, hectic. It was gnarly. If Michael Burnett shot it, it's in the other room. Nope, it's He's Gabe. Got all, oh, Gabe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice try, though. <laughs> well, there's a bunch of... A little uh, there, it, it might be there. A I mean, friend of yours? Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Mike E.B.? <laughs> <laughs> that was like 98, October 98 or something like that. What's the one trick that got away? Uh, 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 too many, too many. What's the last new trick you learned? I don't know, pressure flip. <laughs> 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 I never learned that shit until recently. I'm like, watching Rowan Zorilla do that shit, and I'm like, I could do that, maybe. <laughs> All right, I'll try it. I was, I was in the pressure flip era, so yeah, pressure flip. If you never started skating, what would you be doing? Uh, I don't know, something with music or 
you know, maybe go to school and just be a fucking elevator repairman or something. <laughs> Those guys make a lot of money, so also it's not I talked. I, I talked to one, and he he said it's awesome because you work alone. Yeah. So, yeah. Dyson Croup, man. If that guy's listening, I'd take that job. <laughs> Favorite local brand, mm. like San, Santa Rosa, San Fran. Oh, wait, we can't call it San Fran. Phelps. Yeah. Phelps gonna Phelps be coming for us for for saying that. Yeah, he would hate everything about this. <laughs> we uh, had him on here. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean he didn't hate it. He wasn't the happiest. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was just at my house it. two days ago. He um, hated it. Favorite local brand: Lagunitas Brewing Company or Bear Republic. Favorite teammate ever: Tim Upson and Brian Sieber, both of them. Worst teammate ever: Grant Taylor. Oh <laughs> Jesus! Oh shit! Tony yeah, came with yeah, the he gunfire. sucks so bad. He, he, <laughs> he's just the worst. Worst company. McDonald's. <laughs> it's reasonable. That's harsh for Donald. He loves a Big Mac once. You ain't gonna step at Nike or something? <laughs> I, I ain't <laughs> <Excuse> Elijah. <laughs> worst style. Uh, the fucking high waters. No, we're looking for a person. <laughs> Jim Gagney. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh. Eyeshod. Oh. Bruh. Because he, he fucking, he, he does everything you want to uh, do in five seconds. Real shit, Reasonable. real shit. I can, I can understand I that. I thought it was some sort of hate. No, no, no. It peaked my I, I hate that he's so good. That's yeah. the thing. Real shit. Respect. Yo, Tony T, it's a wrap. It's a fact. Thank, Thank you. you so much. We out here. Yo, London, turn For up. Respect. We've got a ton of emails, so let's get this thing started. It's the post office, y'all. Brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. And this week, S Skateboarding's brand new series, The Contract. A first of its kind in the skate world, the original S Contract shoe had the faces of the legendary S Team riders. And now we're excited to announce the next level, the new contract shoe with reinforced skatable features and colorways brought to you by Kelly Hart, Tom Asta, and our very own Wade Desarmo. Head down to your local skate shop and get yours before it's too late. All right, let's get into it. You've got mail. First up, we got a voice note from a goddamn lunatic, and it ain't Ludovic Lalinga. It's a man that goes by the name Theo Banks, and he demands respect. <laughs> let's take a listen. Yo, the fucking bunt, you know who the fuck it is, it's the one and only Theo Banks, and yo, put some fucking respect on my name when you fucking announce my shit, I see you trying to clown all these little dudes, but anytime one of your idols comes on the show, you're quick to fucking drop to your knees, safer, bro. I just think that every time anyone comes on the show, you do anything but pick, pickpocket the guy. You fucking beg for boxes, beg for shoes, beg for shoutouts from Scuba Steve. Bro, just do your own thing. If you do your own thing, you're gonna be all right. All right? I, I, maybe if you were there in person, if it wasn't through Skype, you guys actually got together with these people, then uh, maybe, just maybe, you would try to pickpocket him. And, and Lord knows, I, I, I fucking, I hope you wouldn't. But 
Uh, yo, just fucking keep keeping it real. I fuck, I love you guys. I, it, it ain't no shade. I'm just, I fucking want some respect thrown over here. <laughs> Theo, 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 what are we gonna do with you, you crazy ass motherfucker demanding respect? Thinking we know who you is? The one and only Theo Banks? Bro, I just Googled that shit and it's just some fucking real estate dude and some punter ass dude trying to come up in the music game. There ain't no Theo Banks out here. Blood on my knees? Reggie, get off your knees, eh? Fucking trying to step to the bump. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That voicemail had us dying. Listen to it three times. You're a legend with your uh, fake email. Number one buntfan at gmail.com. Yo, keep them coming, B. And uh, hell yeah, I'm getting them boxes. And they showing up too these days, blood. But I ain't pit-pocketing no one. But uh, respect to you, Theo Banks. Yo, you're a G. Yo, hit us with another one, Theo. Love to keep you on the show. He's a real one, dog. And you know we never answer shit unless there's a question in it. And you had no question, but that was too funny. The people had to hear that voice note, man. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Ryan Totacini. In the year 2008, who do you think was the best Fallen Rider? Bruv, I don't know what the hell you spend your time doing, but if you're wondering, if that's the question you're fucking wondering, you got to get some better shit to do, my dude. <laughs> we ain't got the answer for that one, but I mean... Chris Cole, fucking... I don't even know if he was on in 2008, but... He was in his prime, so Chris Cole, easy answer. Oh, but fuck. How could I forget? Also, if our boy James Hardy was on in 2008, which I can't fact check, then he was obviously the best on the team because he's the best of all time. Back on his knees, Doc. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> all right, next up, we got an email from Jackie B. Hey, boys, love the show. Walking my dog and stocking shelves at work has never been better. Just a quick question. How do you guys feel about skateboarding in the Olympics in 2020? And what are your predictions? Who's taking home the gold? Keep up the good work. Take it easy. Hey, man, my predictions for 2020 is that me and the ghost is going to be in the building, man. That's all you need to know. Don't matter what happens at the contest. We going to Tokyo, baby. And I'm going to go with fucking the United States winning it all. If Ashad... Nyjah and dudes like that can uh, pass the drug test. You know what I'm saying? They're going to win it. And I think Brazil is going to be on that podium too. And we'll be out there announcing shit one way or another, eh? <laughs> Might be pro bono, but we don't give a shit, dog. We do it for the people. Real talk. All right, next up, we got a novel from Daniel Dorsa. Hey, dudes. I'm going to just sum this one up. But he used to fucking be a pedicab driver. And one time... Those are the people that walk those carriages around. And one time he picked up Vince Carter and his mom and uh, Vince tipped him 20 bucks. So shouts to Vince. <laughs> and uh, his question, he wants to know who we think are the top five skaters, contemporary or old from Florida. And we can't say Reynolds, Alyssa Steamer, Mullen because they're too obvious. And he said his are Danny Renault, Brad Cromer and Evan Smith. Brad Cromer for sure. Brad Cromer. We'll adopt sure. that one. Forrest Kirby. Definitely. Legend. Danny Fuenzalita, guy's been killing it forever. Nick Katz, gotta throw the homie some love. Switch from Biggs on lock. And uh, Young Reza coming up these days. Keep your eyes peeled for him and whatever shit he's putting out. And you know where I'm going with this one, baby. Manny Benitez, OG Manny B on Insta. Steady shredding every day, working harder than your favorite pro. Give that man a follow. And of course, 
Jay Pone, and Matt Lee. <laughs> List goes on, man. All right, next up, we got an email from Mitchell. Yo, what's good, The Bunt? I started listening to you guys a couple months ago since I just got my first iPhone, and I've almost smashed out every episode on my work commute. Love the show. My question is, why doesn't Barra's kooky ass get much hate on the show? We need to get a new worst skate media outlet rapid fire question going so the barracks and some YouTube vloggers can start getting some well-deserved roasting. Also, what's the story behind the ghost nickname? Can't wait for the new season. Peace. Well, my dog, the new season is here, man. Why don't we roast Barra? I don't know, man. It's never come up. <laughs> hey, man, me and the ghosts are some real ones, dog. We ain't just out here hating for no reason. But every dog has his day, and Barra's day might come sooner rather than later. Who knows, man? It might never come, but <laughs> when it comes, you'll, you'll know, man. You'll know. When someone ticks us off, it's a wrap, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yo, we, we love the Birdhouse video, the end. He had a savage part, and we try to remember the better times in someone's career instead of focusing on uh, potential future kookiness, if you will. Glass is half full over here right now. Once we get into episode 10, 11, and 12, and we get sick and tired of being in Studio E, <laughs> Bear might catch the smoke, doc. Uh, he's chill, he's chill. Except the man never put out a fucking battle commander. Yeah, fucking true. lives at the park, or that's what we assume. <laughs> And quick, give this guy a rundown on how you got your nickname, man. Oh, man, I've said this like two or three times. It's just my fucking high school gaming name, Counter-Strike. I used to sneak up on motherfuckers and dust them, and they didn't know where the bullet came from. So I called myself the ghost. You know, I'd dust your ass, and then it turned into my rap my rap name. Uh, peep my music video. It's on the Bunt website <laughs> uh, from like 2008. And uh, it's just stuck, yo. The ghost. It is what it is. Counter strike all day. All right. Next up, we got a voice note from Cole Hogan. Let's take a listen. Hey, Bunt. What up? Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, I just wanted to recount what I thought in anticipation of season seven. The three most sus things Safa has said in the last like six seasons. Uh, number one probably had to be. I know it was a sponsorship thing, but put it in the bum bag. B. Uh, number two would be uh, catch me with my fingers in my chode real soon. And the third would be it's fun to party with boys that get naked. Uh, that's, that's my top three. Uh, I guess my question would be uh, I want uh, Seifa and Dono to name the best skater for each province. East to west. Go. Peace. God damn, that had me cracking up. Yo, Cole Hogan, man. I respect you, dog. And I respect the work you just did for the people. I don't even remember two of those, but the catch me with my fingers and my chode, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I'll admit to that one, but... The ghost is saying you made those up, dog. Yo, I swear fucking Dustin said the thing about partying naked or something. And I don't even know what that first one was. Something about a bum bag? Hey, don't. I guess if it's on wax, it's on wax. Yeah. Can't take it back now. Stop disrespecting the fans, bro. Theo <laughs> Banks putting it on wax, dog. Cole, you got me. Respect. All right, we're starting in the British Columbia, and we're going east, man. Who's your favorite? What are we doing best? Yeah. Not favorite. Best skater, Bradley Shepard. About Russ Milligan. Where's he from? BC. Well, I'm going with Russ. This is off top, too. We're not doing, like, crazy research, so we're probably going to get some shit wrong. Saskatchewan. 
uh, I don't know anyone from there. I'm gonna have to skip Saskatchewan as well. <laughs> Tough one. Alberta. Alberta, I'm gonna go with fucking my main man, Tyler Warren. And my other main man, fucking Kevin Lowry. Nate Rolin. Oh, yeah, and Kev. I'm going with Kev. All right. You, you still trying to suck up the Kev after you fucked up, eh? I got to give him one now. <laughs> um, what's next? Manitoba. Shit. Of course, you know who it is. Special guest of the bunt a couple seasons back sipping wine. Sipping wine with us? No, like he was sipping wine, doing the interview. Had some pizza on the way. Legend of pain. Oh, McD, baby. Yeah. Gotta be McD. McD we had a little for beef both of us too. Oh, but yo, where the fuck's uh, Stanger from? Wherever he's from, he gets that he's province. On the list. Yeah. <laughs> Ontario. That's tough. That is tough. But I'm going to have to go with Rick McCrank, man. Yeah. He's an animal. Because Galea wasn't born there, or else I would yeah. go. With special him. shouts out to Justin Bokma, the legend. The real one. No doubt. Daryl Smith. Um, Ontario, fuck. I'm going to give it to Big Bro, Wade D. Can't go, go wrong. You can't go wrong. And Paul Tripp. Paul Tripp. Quebec. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we can't say me, but because we we trying to stay humble. So, you know, we'll, I'll go with uh, my, my main man, fucking Antoine. Aslan. I'm going to go with Carl LaBelle. Oh. Skate World misses okay. you, dog. In that case, I'll go with Jean Marco. <laughs> My man's D's these days. New Brunswick. Justin Allen. Easy, man. All day, every working day. Working class, dog. Hell yeah. Working class store. Get there. Um, Nova Scotia. Scobby. Kyle McDonald. Johnny Purcell. One of the homies. Xander Mitchell. Boom. Josh, you from Scotia too? Where's Josh from? He's from fucking... He's out there? One of those fucking places. Hmm. Josh Clark. And uh, Labrador. Well, Newfoundland and Labrador? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Ian St. Aubin. Legend still ripping. Crushing two kids. Playing hockey every Wednesday. Working his tail off. Still dropping more Insta clips than any of y'all. That's some real shit. And uh, I also say Ian, but I got to give some love to my, my man, Neil Blackwood, as well. Big tings. That was a sick way to end the post office this week, man. Good question. Cole. Good question, man. I love and, it. And fucking hit us with uh, some more top five bloopers at the end of the season. All right, Come man. at Donald next time, for fuck's sakes. All right, man. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Keep sending them emails into the buntlive at gmail.com. And Theo Banks and Cole Hogan just gave you guys a tutorial on how to drop voice notes on the bunt. So, y'all, y'all up next. That's some fucking real shit. All right, y'all, it's time for the rundown, the Skateboard World Source for Sports. And we are super pleased to announce a new segment in the rundown, officially called Secure the Bag, when we're talking about our favorite athletes securing their money that they deserve. Ghost, spark it up with the first one ever. Bruv, our boy, we're both big fans of the big man down in Houston, Clint Capella secured the bag with 90 million over five years, baby. Congrats, you get me? And cue some cheering or some clapping or something. 
Shouts to Clint Capella. Much deserved. Next up on Secure the Bag, we head into the NHL. After a huge playoffs, Tom Wilson has secured the bag in Washington. Six years, five million per year for a grinder. Congrats to you, Tom Wilson. Damn, that's a that's a third of Clint's bag, yo, but these NHL mans out here busting the ass, but uh, get that money. <laughs> The NHL guys' bags are fanny packs, dog. <laughs> <laughs> they still bags. Hell yeah. Um, as all y'all football fans know, Julio Jones was threatening to not report back to camp, making a stink, hanging out with T.O. all summer. People were starting to chirp, but I guess they got it done. They had a little meeting, restructured that deal, and now he claims he's retiring as a Falcon. So congrats to Julio for securing the bag, eh? One last bag that was secured. Baker Mayfield signed his entry-level contract with the Cleveland Browns. Congrats, Baker. Hope to see you do big things. But yo, around here at the Bunt, we waiting for one bag to get secured, and that's Lev Bell. The Pittsburgh Steelers, we putting you on watch, man. Bunt gang's coming for you guys if you don't deal with our boy Lev. Yo, another little bag that got secured. I think we might have mentioned it last week. Our boy Carmelo signed that $2.4 million for one year. And we all know he's getting that 27.5 or 28.5 from the Hawks. Full buyout. Congrats to Melo. Just fucking using the NBA like it's his fucking personal ATM. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Switching gears out of secure the bag. We're going to slide into the NBA real quick. Not much popping, but we're going to stick with Melo. The man has said he is not coming off the bench. He ain't switching up his game. Is this something that uh, Chris Paul and James Harden are going to have to get into his ear, teach him how to become a better teammate or what, man? I have no idea. Legit no idea. But I think at this point in his career, he's starting to see the writing on the wall. He needs to fucking buy into what they're doing. It's going to be interesting because him and Mike D'Antoni had beef when he was the Knicks coach. And now he's going to come in a more reduced role. And, you know, aging superstars are probably the hardest players to coach. So we'll see. But I fucking love Melo. I know you like Melo, too. Uh, Hopefully they work it out and Houston can get back to the conference finals. We hope the best for Houston. They were literally on their way to a goddamn championship. Chris Paul pulled his groin. That's sports right there, baby. Hopefully Melo can make up for the loss of Trevor Ariza, but it's going to be tough on the defensive end. Real talk. So not not too much popping in the sports world, but DeMar DeRozan saga continues. He's saying he's still got no relationship with Masai Ujiri. And then that Team USA camp, reporters asked Kyle Lowry if he'd spoken with Kawhi Leonard, and the dumbass said he didn't know. <laughs> Man, what I know it's tough. DeMar's your best friend, but is Kyle going to be able to buy in when the season comes around or what? Yeah, he's going to buy in. On paper, we got... The second best team in the East, I'd say, after Boston. But we don't know how they're going to gel with their two All-Stars coming back. Uh, there's only one basketball. We'll see. But obviously, Brad Stevens going to figure it out. But, man, we anything can happen. If somehow, like, Philly knocked off Boston in the second round or something. And then it's all I matchups. Think, all I, think, matchups. I, think, I think we're better than Philly. Mm-hmm. If Kawhi's healthy and Lowry uh, comes in shape. So who knows, man? Fuck. 
I'm kind of excited for next year, and hopefully Kawhi falls in love with the city, and we got the second or third best player in the league on our squad. Jeez, yo, one team in the Eastern Conference that I can never count out. Obviously, Milwaukee's gonna be. Johnson's going to be one year older, one year better. They're stock full of great players. Middleton never gets what he deserves. They got Bledsoe. They got they got all sorts of players. But the Washington Wizards, man, they intrigue me. John Wall, when that guy's on in the playoffs and he's playing in the Verizon Center, he's a man possessed. Bradley Beal looking like he's gaining a little bit more health as he gets older. They got rid of Gortat. Uh... Dwight Howard's slight upgrade. He uh, had a pretty good season in terms of fantasy value last year. Hopefully it translates onto the court a little bit more this year. But what do you make of the wizard? Dwight has been, Dwight might be the most hated player in the NBA from fans and players alike. So I have no clue how this is gonna fucking work. But man, the wizards can either excel and gel or they're gonna implode. Mm -hmm. These are the fucking players they added this off season. Austin Rivers, Dwight Howard, and fucking Jeff Green, the journeyman. Three very loose ball characters to go into that locker room that already seems kind of poisonous from the outside looking in. I mean, we were, I remember we talked about it on the bunt last summer when uh, Dwight got traded from the Hawks and the players celebrated. <laughs> and one year with the Hornets, mm-hmm. bounce, same thing. So we'll see. I still kind of like Dwight, though, because I loved him in Orlando. So I I wish the best for him next season. Obviously, we like John Wall and Beal. But you see that picture of John Wall looking like he came out of a five-year jail stint? He looked rough, man. Oh, man. He looked like Tom Hanks in the movie Survivor, man, fresh off the island. John Wall, bro, you got to head to the barber. You got to haul at Joel Scullard, bro. He was looking chubby, too, but... But then I went on his Instagram to make sure, like, I'm like, yo, did this guy get fat? But he's, like, doing this whole, like, thing on his Instagram called Summer of Separation. And he's just posting, like, workout videos and shit. Like, he, and he posted a clip of him saying he wants to be the MVP Ooh, and best player I in like the that. East. I like that. Best player in the East doesn't interest him. He wants to be the MVP. So it's the kind of shit you like to see coming off those two knee surgeries. Uh, I fuck with the Wizards. Otto Porter. You know what I'm it's, it's a serious team. Best of luck. Back to Dwight Howard for one second. He reminds me of DeMarco Murray in the NFL. When they were they had a good situation going. He was doing great in Orlando. DeMarco was the NFL's leading rusher in Dallas. And then they just leave. Always looking for greener grass on the other side. And before you know it, man, DeMarco Murray's retired. Dwight Howard's on his fucking sixth team or whatever it is. Six and eight years. Sometimes, man, it pays to stay. Real fucking shit. But speaking of the NFL, next week we're going to dive into some offseason news. We're going to get the fantasy rankings starting to pop. Week by week, we're going to go through the positions, give you ghost picks, cool. give you my picks, some sleepers, some guys who not to draft. Next week it goes down, man. NFL fantasy is just around the corner, and we cannot wait. Bro, you already know I'm drafting Jimmy G first overall. What's up with He's catching a lot of flack for going out with the porn star. But yeah, when he's getting that good, juicy booty at home, <laughs> you know he's going to be slinging them bombs to the end zone, baby. Hey, man. Don't forget about Kirk Cousins. Oh, that's my main man, too. Yeah. Captain Kirk. So next week, we're going to start it off, man. It's NFL time. All right, blood. Can't wait. In the meantime, let's wrap it up. We'll catch y'all next week. You dig? Boom. Later.
Mayut. Yo, snuff, Mayut. <laughs>